That's right. Life is better on the upbeat. And your life is better because you are listening to this podcast. I am one of your hosts, Matt Vest. And uh, who? And RJ's with me. RJ, say hi. Hey. Hey, everybody. Welcome to what we in the business like to call Epic July for On the Upbeat. In three weeks, we have our awesome first ever live show. Next week, we have the legendary Suburban Legends. This week, we have the most epic of all guests, Epic 18. Welcome to the show, Epic 18. Hey, guys, what's going on today? Nothing much, man. Just trying to stay cool over here. With us, we have uh, Adam and Logan. And uh, we are excited to chat. Gentlemen, how how has your last week been? Did you guys do anything interesting for the 4th of July? What's going on? My 4th of July is pretty low-key. I have two dogs that hate fireworks, so we, uh, you know, try to keep it uh, as calm as possible for them. But Mm -hmm. I got four kids and three (laughs) siblings, so we did a big family thing over at my mom's house and hung out and... Other than that, it's been a lot of hanging out with the kids. I'm a teacher, uh, as is Logan here, so we got summers off, so I'm hanging out with my kids these days just playing video games. Got a 3,000-piece Where's Waldo puzzle going. 3,000 pieces of Where's Waldo. It's super nuts. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm not a fan of, uh, I mean, it's not that I, like, dislike Where's Waldo, but I definitely dislike puzzles. Puzzles are... What's wrong with puzzles? uh, Just like, hey, you want to look at a picture? Well, you got to put it together. Yeah, that's why it's fun, dude. <laughs> yeah, my. So my wife, when we were early dating, she wasn't my wife then. Um, <laughs> that would be really weird. Yes, when we were still dating, <laughs> my wife. Um, but anyway, she knows I love Star Wars because I do. And one time, she bought me this big uh, Lego set of the AT-AT, you know, Walker and. Um, and I looked at her like, that that's cool. And she was like, well, we can do it together. You like Star Wars. And I'm like, look, I don't like, I, I will sit down and like play. What is wrong with you? I will sit down and play. <laughs> I will sit down and play with Legos, like, and just sort of like make a little car out of what's ever on the table. But if I have to follow detailed instructions, I don't know. It's just, it feels like an argument just waiting to happen over something and uh i just i'm just not great and then and then you got to keep it together you can't really touch it or play with it what why would you buy a toy you can't really play with what's up with that yeah what were we talking about oh yes ska music (laughs) (laughs) um rj uh, how are things going for you uh um going okay for right now uh, had had a wonderful fourth. Uh, didn't do anything in the evening, which was uh, awesome. Uh, did go out, get some, uh, did a little day drinking, and then got some Taco Bell. And then I was home to make sure my cats didn't go too crazy with the fireworks. Everybody's on pet patrol here for their 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 little loved ones. I love that. I love that. I uh, mean, other than that, just no, not much. Just chilling. I I brought my pet to the fireworks and was like, yay, fireworks and. That dog could care less. The only time that dog reacts is when people leave this house. Then it freaks out. That's the only time. If it, if we are nearby, that dog, you could, I swear, you could probably blow up a car next to it, and it would just like, what's going on? As, going? Long, <laughs> as long as my parents are here, all right. Exactly. Like, that dog does not care. I um, just came up with the voice for your dog. I'm sorry. I, it's okay. I was, that was rude of me. I did it for you. Now, yeah. whatever you do, your dog's voice, you have to do it like that. <laughs> 
Yeah. No, it's okay because my dog in my own head sounds like uh, Droopy Dog. Okay. Uh, yeah. so. There's a little bit of Droopy on that. Yeah, yeah. that works. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, you know, you th- you think, you would think I would take that time uh, to set up the Ska News theme song, but... Hey, Matt. 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 Yeah, I didn't. Just don't even mention it and edit it out later, bro. <laughs> Where's the fun in that? Here we go. Here's some Ska News. Rude girls and rude boys, too. Sky News, where we tell you about the latest things happening in the Sky community. And uh, first up, we have uh, something new from uh, Space Monkey Mafia, which, which, uh, you know, when we had them on, I, that's how I found out about their name that was pulled from uh, the um, Billy Joel song. We and, didn't start the fire. And uh, yeah, and I finally like listened to that song this week because of the whole new Fallout Boy uh, cover that was out. But I went back and listened to the re- re- original and I finally heard like that. And it does sound weird. It's Space Monkey Mafia. Uh, the way it's sort of phrased in the song. All right, so Space Monkey Mafia on June 30th released a new song called Suspicions, and we're going to listen to a clip of it right now. a fun danceable song right there it's, uh, yeah yeah sure it's this good one for reels that's gonna bring the kids to the dance floor is uh, it yeah they're gonna do that uh what's that new dance craze called skinking i think that might lead to some people skinking i have no idea what you speak of sir i'm an old man i don't hang out with kids <laughs> uh all right rj you got some ska news i know you do yeah, uh, just wow! I really blew it everyone's ears there. Sorry about that. Yeah, uh, over the weekend, uh, the band uh, Goblin City Rat Boys put out a new album. They're, they are a lot of fun. They're a Scott Punk act. Uh, the new album's name is Rodent Rampage. And here is, uh, I think, a third or fourth song off the album. I really enjoy it. It's called Timmy's Out of Chips. Timmy's 
party doesn't even have any chips. Chips. <laughs> I, I, chips. I like it. That song is really, really like early Big D shot by Lammy era. It's a, it's a lot of fun. It's a, the whole album is a lot of fun. I, I, I impress you to go check it out. It is out on Spotify and Bandcamp now. Uh, yeah. Wrote a revenge, uh, wrote rampage rather by Goblin City Red Boys. Good, good group, good group. Uh, what else you got for us, Matt? Uh, before um, we move on, because I'm an attention hog. Uh, did, does anyone know where the this party doesn't have any chips? Quote is from because it's important that people get my film re- references. No, no, don't point out the references. Move on, scanners. Come on, let's go, How buddy. Snap, snap, snap. We got an interview to get to. <sighs> So professional all the time. All right, uh, next up we got uh, a new song from the band uh, Runaway Ricochet, which I always have trouble saying that name because I too many R's together. I don't know. I have trouble spelling it because I'm an idiot. Well, yeah, yeah. Runaway Ricochet. That's easy to say. Come on, yeah. buddy. Uh, I just I feel like I all of a sudden have marbles in my mouth trying to say it too fast. All right, uh, they have a new song called out uh, called Make It Out. And uh, it dropped on July 7th. Uh, This is the second single off the band's upcoming new album, Diminishing Returns. And uh, let's take a listen to a clip. good fun song right there uh they're uh delivering the goods yeah i'm really excited for this new record to come out yeah and you know what else is exciting that quote i made earlier about the chips um it's from the movie uh pcu i was a 90s cult classic so um yeah here's another quote from that movie don't be that guy let's get to this interview That is sort of where that sort of like don't be the uh, guy that wears the shirt of the band you're going to see. Um, yeah, that's where that came from. At least that's where I think of it from. The song Stomp by P-Funk is in that song, is in that movie. It's pretty great. Yes, yes, yes it is. All right, so of course we're going to jump into this interview with Epic 18. And gentlemen, uh, the first question we ask every guest, every first-time guest is what is your ska origin story? How did you get into ska music? Uh, some early shows maybe you went to, some early albums you got. Um, how? What is your ska origin story? Logan, let's start with you. Tell us your ska origin story. It's probably better because mine's a lot shorter. Uh, like the super short version of it is that this guy, Adam, uh, is the one who really got me into ska. Uh, before joining Epic 18, I was at best like a moderate ska fan. Like I... Most of my stock came from Tony Hawk and stuff that was on the radio and stuff. 
um, along with like Streetlight Manifesto and a couple other things, but it wasn't super, super into ska. And then uh, we were at a jazz rehearsal and he's like, hey, you want to be in a ska band? And I said, okay. And then now here we are. Awesome. The old, I got drafted to do a ska band. That's how I became a ska fan bit. I like it. It's a classic. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Um, Adam, how did you get into ska? I had uh, my first Sony walk. Actually, I still have it. Hold on. Anyhow. My sister had very rad. My sister handed me a tape when I was going to Boy Scout camp. I was like twelve years old, I think, and uh, spent the entire week my headphones on, ignoring everybody, just like getting all my stupid patches done. Get like and freaking it had a gutter mouth on it, had uh, and Five Iron Frenzy on it, had Op Ivy on it. It was it was just wonderful. And then I got home and I made all my band nerd friends start a ska band with me in junior high. Awesome. Awesome. So, uh, how did Epic 18 get their start? What is this? What is Epic 18's origin story? I, uh, so I'm from the Imperial Valley, which is this little tiny corner of California that's right on the border of Mexico. Uh, it's on one side of the border is Mexicali, on the other side of the border is Calexico. You know, they're very creative about their name. <laughs> uh, but, uh, so I came back here and uh, was raising my family, and uh, my son did a, a kung fu jump off of his bunk bed onto my back, and tore me up, just like broke me. And I was just trying to push through it like you do, and I was actually like sitting on a table stretching in front of students. I, I teach band. I was teaching elementary at the time, uh, and uh, uh, I was like stretching in front of some students, and my back just locked, and I fell over in front of them. Mm. They were like around screaming that i died you know and uh um so it was, my sister made me go to a chiropractor and uh he uh oh yeah man I, you're a musician i got all kinds of bases you just come check out my bases <laughs> and so uh he really does have some very impressive bases like like <laughs> freaking under p bass and stuff like some very cool bases but anyway and he's just been playing forever but uh I don't know. They, uh, let's start a band. I said, okay, well, what kind of music you like? Well, what's your favorite music? I was like, man, I want to do a, a, you know, a big band. That's my goal in life. But I want it to sound like Epic 18 sounds. Like it, It's like, you know, punk rock, jazz, swing, ska. And like the influences come from wherever and anything we like. And so the goal is to like get as many people that were, hence the Epic 18 name. We were, we were trying to come up with the name in the early stages where I grabbed guys from jazz bands grabbed old friends from ska bands, uh, just like, you know, we're getting kind of older. So you got to reach into the bottom of the barrel with who's still willing to hang out and play some music. Um, and, uh, and we just got together to hang out at the beginning and they was just like, Hey, we sound pretty good. Let's start recording ourselves and have some fun and progress from there. So, so, the name Epic 18 just comes from, you just want to have an, 18 piece ska band like that's the goal <laughs> how how many members do you currently have how close are we to that goal so so like have been in the band <laughs> are in like the roster you know the current lineup i would say the current lineup uh, like five if we're lucky yeah we're down to five at the moment mm-hmm. yeah but we've been up to like I think eight or nine at the most. Yeah, we've had nine on stage, and like I think we counted the other day, and we're like pretty close to thirty. Like 
people who've been in and out of the band. Yeah, if we started calling, maybe we could make it happen. (laughs) (laughs) I I like to hear that it was just kind of like always getting like your old friends who are still willing to play and have fun because uh, I've been a fan of you guys for about a minute now, and that's always come through in your recordings, uh, that, that sense of fun and joy for playing music. So, hey. Hey, you're doing something right with whoever you can gather up for this little project. Appreciate it. Thank you. What were those early first shows like? Uh, my first show was at like the outside of like a little cafe that a we ca- crepery. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, cafe and crepery. Um, mm. We probably wouldn't have even fit in the inside of the place. It was that small, but outside there was a little bit of an area and like we played to family and one of his students was there, I think. Yeah, you know, well, it was actually like twin students and their family came because their dad's a big music lover and always likes to go to live shows. Um, and so, yeah, we played a lot of like little anywhere we could play for a while. Um, and yeah, there's all super wherever we could figure out how to play, we would play. And yeah, that's how we don't, we actually really started trying to create a scene. Or because there's not a lot where we live. And when I grew up, there was nothing, you know, we were his backyards if we were lucky. And mm-hmm. we, we tried to get churches going. That was a huge thing when I was a kid. Um, and playing at the church, uh, gymnasiums. Cause there was always like volleyball leagues and stuff. But, uh, um, so we were trying to get something going with a, a local bar and we were pushing shows and we started doing stuff pretty much every week with them and getting things. And then, uh, the bar just didn't end up working out having to move around. So things changed but finding a show in the imperial valley is not the easiest thing to do and then i moved and the drummer well we got a new drummer and he's in yuma and then i ended up moving over to yuma so now we're kind of half yuma half imperial valley and it's getting even more interesting about where to play (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah all right so we're um we're gonna listen to a new song off the record um off your new record we're gonna to listen to a song from it and uh we're gonna we're gonna to listen to the song feed the bird or sorry feed the fire um what can you tell us about this song and how did it come together i think it initially started as adam wanted to write a hip-hop beat to one of our songs and so he made a little hip-hop beat and a horn line and then kind of went <laughs> In the random directions from there until the song kind of came together, I think. Yeah, and then the the lyrics, I was just listening to it, and sometimes I like to like write poetry out. Sometimes I write songs to along with what's going on, and I don't know. Uh, it, I read a lot of old weird spiritual stuff, I guess, uh, like the Book of Thoth, the Emerald Tablets of Thoth, and the Kabbalion, which is an old Egyptian thing. But anyhow. And so uh, Feed the Fire kind of comes from that concept. It's like the idea of life and like what you are and what the purpose is. Uh, it, so it's, it's a little deeper than it sounds, but it also can kind of take into face value where we just got work to do, I guess. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, so we're going to listen to Feed the Fire from Epic 18, and we'll come back and chat some more. Here we go. Just a flame, waiting in line, keeping 
ourselves busy till the day that we can finally find the fuel to become a bright light. So freedom from the shroud of darkness won't be a fight. You'll see a mountain to ascend Similar it seems to every trip taken before But every step you take you can see you need more Let's all go feed the fire Come on and watch it burn Let's all go feed the fire The fire can't think how you thought before With every step you take, everything seems unfamiliar Your feet keep moving, even if it kills you Everyone has to tell the blame If you don't now, you'll have the chance again Cause everything must go in the end Let's all go feed the fire Awesome. Yay. That's a good song. Definitely. Uh, Heck yeah, gentlemen. Heck yeah. Definitely enjoyed that. So, um, uh, like we just mentioned, you all recently uh, dropped your new album, Stop Procrastinating. Uh, when did you all start working on the album and what was the recording process like? <laughs> um, shoot. We started it two years ago, I think, at this point. Uh, 21 yeah um and we kind of recorded it all in one go kind of got everything put together um we were trying to put it out or we're trying to find someone to put it out with that kind of didn't end up going through and so we were kind of like sitting on it trying to figure out what was happening for a while and then eventually like we got to put it out in the world and so we can kind of take our next steps forward and kind of move on new stuff for us and to put it out there for people to listen to because we've kind of been sitting on this album for like a done album for at least a year at this point oh man probably yeah december or january december 21 january 22 we've been sitting like trying to figure out what we're going to do with this mm. yeah um so uh so it was all recorded in just a matter of a few weeks or three months maybe okay yeah we I want to say we started in like March or April of of one. Yeah, what's the rec- uh, what's the writing process for you all? You know, it, is there one like lead writer, or is it everyone, whatever everyone brings to the table, sort of thing? So, I write a lot of it, and but for the most part, it's him and I, or he and I. Sorry, um, but we so he'll write a lyric. Or, uh, or or a horn line or even just a chord progression and then be like, ah, I couldn't think of anything. Here you go. And then I'm like, okay, I'll throw something on it. Or then vice versa. Or I'll get a half a song done or almost a whole song done and be like, you need to bridge. And 
So that's how a lot of our stuff happens where I will come up with something on our own and then throw it at the other one to give it their flavor. But we really never tell our drummer anything. Every once in a while we say we kind of feel like this beat, mm-hmm. you know, maybe do this. Uh, and then our guitarist who, who was with us forever, Austin, who's written everything you hear. Um, we didn't have to tell him anything. That guy's freaking a whiz kid, but he's up at LACMA right now. Um, uh, uh, LA school of music. Mm. And so he's, I mean, he still hangs out with us. He played with us as the most recent show we played, um, up in uh, Pasadena, but, uh, uh, he, we don't, He's not as readily available as we move forward to start writing stuff. So we might have to start be a little more hands-on about what's going on with guitars and stuff. And, yeah. Um, yeah. We've been lucky in that respect that everyone, like, we'll give them a baseline and then people will throw in suggestions and stuff. Very, I don't know if any of our songs were ever, like, 100% baked, ready to go when we presented it to everyone else. Like, almost always it's kind of collaborative. Mm-hmm. Of, let's change the articulations for horn parts or, you know. Yeah, but we'll be like, I did my part, so yeah. let, let's finish this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I want to talk about the uh, album artwork. Um, who drew it, and what was sort of the uh, direction that was given for that album artwork? Uh, Rebecca Mina is our artist. Mena, sorry. She's, she, she's actually back here. We can have her come poke her head in. <laughs> but uh, she uh, hangs out with the band, been with the band pretty much since day one. Uh, and she draw. I actually like, I just paid her to draw the symbol that I painted on my motorcycle. Um, I, she does artwork for me personally, does artwork for the band constantly. She's uh, an art teacher at this point. Um, so, yeah. And I don't think we really gave her any direction. Just like we need a cover for the album. She's done all our artwork. Like anything you see that says Epic 18, I'm pretty sure is hers. I don't think there's anything else out there. Um, and so it's just, hey, make us stuff. <laughs> Do your thing. Um, We're a band with our own in-house art staff just for continuity. Yeah. it's We, we love what she does. And so I make sure she's happy every time she's done. And, that's how I've been. So who, uh, so on the album art, it seems like you know band m- members are around, um, you know, a studio. But then on the studio desk, there's a framed picture of someone who I'm assuming is in a band uniform. Oh yeah, so that is John Morticini. And he was our trombone player. He was one of my best freaking friends for a long time. I met him in a, the college jazz band. And he got to do it when he was an eighth grader. He's a couple years younger than me. And I was like a freshman in, in high school. And he was playing bass trombone. And him and I hooked up back then. And he joined the band way later. And then he sadly passed away right before we were able to record the album. Mm. It was like the August right before we got everything going. Yeah. And yeah, it was a big loss to the band, big loss to the family. Yeah. Well, it's good that you were able to work in that lo- that tribute for him. That picture is one that he and his wife loved of him because he was in the uh, Macy's Day Parade. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's the picture from that. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I think I'd want to be in the Macy's Day Parade, but I don't think I want to go watch the parade. So it's like that... <laughs> 
I, I'm on your page, man. Too many people. <laughs> <laughs> mostly, mostly just the standing around waiting. That's the part. Like I can deal with a number of people, but if I've got to also stand around and just wait for nothing, then yeah, that's the hard part. Also popcorn and, you know, loud horns blowing in your face. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I've been in a couple parades. I'm still not sure where I exactly land on which side that I, I would I would do. Um, I'm, I'm happy to march parade if I got to. It's not the end of the world. Yeah. <laughs> well, I grew up in a small town. I was in the marching band. So marching like the small town marching. Yeah, that was fine. You know, go to other couple small towns around. Uh, but we did the Fiesta Bowl one time. So that was a much longer, larger parade. Uh yeah, yeah, in the hot, hot heat in the middle of winter for me because I'm from the Midwest. It was, it was a bit more than what I'm used to. So. <laughs> Our high school would go to Mardi Gras, and you'd have to – because those are like 15-mile parades, a couple of them. And so you you would practice dropping out of line because you felt like you were going to die. You know what I mean? Like, I think I might pass out before I fall on somebody. I'm going to go walk over here and sit on a wagon. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Wow. So do the kids still wear wool uniforms or am I just old school? They're not wool. They're polyester. Oh, thank God. Like, just as hot. It's Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I've had wool uniforms and I've had these. They're honestly, it's they're hot. So I was on your Instagram page and I noticed um, there are some videos of you all. I, I assume you're go- driving to shows or whatnot. What's a... What's a fun pastime for the band when they're when you all are driving to a show? What? How do you pass the time if you've got a little bit of, you know, uh, we, a little bit of a drive? To talk for literally forever, and so we let them talk and we respond to them, and like it kind of keeps things going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we really we listen to music sometimes, but for the most part, we just kind of talk at each other about the most random stuff and we'll kind of get annoyed with each other and someone will chime in with something else and then we just veer over there <laughs> and we're all a little on the add side so it's all oh bright light ooh, okay <laughs> and we're all pinging what we know about it or get quiet for a second and start singing sign names that's if it ever gets real quiet like <laughs> everyone will sing like ooh, ponderosa road like, that's when you know <laughs> boredom yourself. has set in yeah yeah uh, someone, whoever runs your, uh, Twitter tweeted out that, uh, you guys would come on and talk about, uh, ska and maybe Zelda. Would you got some Zelda hot takes? What's that about? Uh, well, we've both been playing it a lot. Uh, our drummers is Zelda fiend. The guy, he knows every single Zelda game from it, like start to finish the fastest way to get it done. Uh, he, so a lot of times during the road trips that conversation ends up being had and he refused to start the new zelda until he hundred percented he's a weird guy he's got a hundred percent these games like he has to get absolutely every stupid korok seed in breath of the wild (laughs) so he'd done it on one of his characters names and then he made another like account on his uh switch called master ed and so he had to have it 100%ed in master mode and in regular mode on Master Ed before he would even start Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> so he didn't start Tears of the Kingdom until like last week, two weeks ago, because he had to finish that up. Oh, That's wow. Part of the conversation. I, Just, uh, yeah. I have no thoughts on Zelda. I, unfortunately, and I, other than uh, not a fan, 
just not a fan. Yeah, what is wrong with you? First <laughs> like, of all, Zelda is awesome, so you're wrong. Second of all, you have guests that just said how much they love Zelda, and you're like, whatever. whatever. I'm not whatever. Okay. I mean, Adam Logan, tell us how much you don't like Scott Podcast. It's fine. He deserves it. It's true. It's true. But do you game at all, or are you just not a video game? I would mostly say it's pro. I, I don't know. I do play, like, I play Smash Brothers, and I play Mario Kart and stuff like that. It has, I think the, for me, the downside is that it's just not action packed enough to like, you have to like, go talk to this person, go find. It's, it's almost too much action for me. I, I, I guess I like JRPGs more. Anxiety part, right? <laughs> yeah. It's like when you find the dungeon bosses. <sighs> that, that, I'm cool. Yeah. You got to go talk to somebody. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, no, I, it's. We try to do a lot of different things. It's not just video games. We get yeah. together, we uh, build pedals. Um, we built his whole desk. As that was actually pretty fun. Epoxied the top. Built this big crazy rack for his keyboard. Oh, so awesome! Together, um, I just fixed my bike. I was going to drag him over for that, but it was too hot. Uh, <laughs> so what's uh, what do you what do you all think makes for a good ska show? For a good. Uh, you know, live set. What makes for a good live set? So we've actually been talking about this with ourselves recently because, uh, uh, well, how'd you put it? We're, we're somewhere in between what? Oh, uh, somewhere like, oh, because we were thinking about it like on one side of the spectrum is like, uh, like a jazz combo. Like people just on stage playing music. There's no action at all. It's just music mm-hmm. versus like, like Hans Gruber is one of the sh- guys we've seen recently who if you watch them they just go nuts <laughs> and they're yeah. fun yeah. great show that yeah. guy you know and so I, we there's a spectrum that we could be on and so like we kind of think you just kind of have to know what your lane is and who your audience is and like kind of target your show based on that yeah. and so we're in, kind of in a weird spot right now where we're trying to kind of reevaluate what our live show is going to be and like do we want to be guar and wear costumes or do we want to be you know <laughs> super serious and you know try to play our music as tight as possible but not dance as much as possible you know like where where does the line fall for us um because i think all those things kind of exist on a spectrum somewhere and you know and and the truth is we we enjoy both sides i really want to see someone who's standing there and like getting into being awesome and showing me the work they've put in because I've done some of the same work and I can appreciate that. I, I don't know. I, I enjoy that, but I also enjoy watching people who can freaking play and do a backflip and play in their underwear in any weather and freaking <laughs> just like go nuts. And I, yeah. I, I'm kind of weird in front of people. Like, even though I've been playing music in front of people my whole life, I'm not. So it, it's what, where do we fit in on that? Because we love all of it ourselves, but it, so that's a very loaded question for us right now. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, it makes sense, and obviously, as a band, you—it's kind of the same advice I I first got about like doing podcasts, and it was like, you make the show for you and your audience. Like, so what do you like about doing what you do? And then, and your audience will—you'll get the audience that you created for, right? They're maybe they're like you, you know. So yeah, there are plenty of bands that are more um, just make a good, you know, put on good show musically and, you know, which creates space and time for the audience to dance, you know, or are you, 
you know, setting your amplifiers amplifiers on fire and then jumping off them. And, uh, you know, it, you know, yeah, yeah. so you just, you make the, you be you and then your audience will gravitate towards that. Whoever they are, you'll, that's, that's how you find your audience. You be you. I thought you, you amplifiers on fire played in a band where we'd have to like get dragged around the stage by the lead singer. He'd throw his, uh, um, mic in our horns and like drag us. The tenor sax player would climb on the rafters and play solos. They'd light the uh, upright piano on fire, um, climb on the bass. It was an upright bass, climb on it, play drumsticks. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I've been parts of that stuff and it's entertaining and it's fun, but I don't know. <laughs> also expensive because you're setting a lot of things on fire. <laughs> and those guys, what they were known for was being crazy asses. Like that's why people loved them. It was not so much about how awesome they were musically or what they had to say or but their show was fucking cool and yeah, and yeah. they you know they were crazy so it was like what what are we going to see now what's going to happen this time yeah so uh what all does the near future hold for the band uh what do y'all have coming up maybe shows or anything uh throughout the rest of the summer anything happening so our uh one of our sax players up in uh, Alaska making monies uh, on a whale watching boat. Oh, exciting! So uh, he was very excited this summer. He actually gets to get in the water with the whales, I guess, which is pretty cool. <laughs> um, but so we're waiting for him to get back. Is honestly the answer, which I think is September twenty second or third. Okay. So maybe he, maybe some shows towards the latter part of the year. Yeah, I, we're going to try to hit September, October if we can and finish out a little strong. Um, I think we have something planned in October at a, uh, it's a reggae, ska reggae night. Cool. San Diego. Awesome. Awesome. So where is the, the best place for people to follow Epic 18 on social media and get your stuff? Uh, you can follow us on most of the places. I think uh, our multi-instrumentalist, he's playing guitar right now. Tommy runs our Twitter and Instagram most of the time. Um, and so those are our most active ones. He's kind of on top of that stuff. Uh, but you can find us on you know, Spotify and YouTube Music and all that stuff everywhere. I don't think we made a Threads yet, but you know. <laughs> Uh, we have our website, which I update occasionally, but I do it, and I'm not the best. So, yeah. I, I looked at it. It was pretty, pretty cool. It was pretty, you know, yeah. It was informational. Found the things I was looking for. So, um, yeah. All right. Um, so, yes, everyone, make sure you check out uh, Epic 18, their newest album, uh, Stop procrastinating is streaming everywhere now before we head out of course we do have ska picks of the week uh um uh, adam why don't you tell us about your ska pick oh man like i said my sister got me into ska when i was 12 i think uh and when going through junior high and high school proof that the youth for that proof that the youth was revolting was really one of my favorite albums um and Ugly Day was one of the songs that I like listening to because it sounds super happy, uh, but it's talking about how the day isn't so great because you're not with the people you want to be with. Yeah. Oh, 
I, I wish I'd picked the live version of the song now that you mentioned it, but I picked the studio version of it. So here's uh, uh, Adam's pick by a band I've never heard of called Five Iron Frenzy with their song, Ugly Day. that song a lot it's a fun song and uh you're right it sounds happy but it's actually about breaking up with someone or being broken up with so yeah uh logan why don't you tell us about your ska pick so i picked emergencia by clandestino uh clandestino is another band from down uh imperial valley mexicali i think some of the members are in san diego now um and when we were starting when we were playing all the super small shows they were like the first band that kind of hooked up with us and wanted to put on shows together and like super supportive. Yeah. And like we've, me and Adam have both played horns with them on some of their songs and like Miss Iggy. Yeah. They've been a big part of us coming up and like, I wanted to kind of shout them out because they deserve it. All right. Let's check it out. Good pick. Good pick. All right. Uh, my ska pick. Yeah. My ska pick uh, is from the band Millington. It is the title track off their latest EP, uh, Welcome Home. And uh, I just, I love this EP so much. And I love this band so much. It's just, it's, you know, one of those things where it's just, it kind of hits all, you know, they've got really good lyrics, real catchy melodies you know songs that are fun to sing along to so yeah so here's uh millington with welcome home
that is Welcome Home from Millington. RJ, what is your ska pick? Uh, my ska pick is from a band out of Osaka, Japan. The name of the band is The Mice Teeth. They put out a song a couple months ago called "Down uh, Dance on the Road. And that is uh, my pick for the week. Excellent picks. Good job, everyone. We did it. We picked awesome ska picks. Yeah, we're all super rad and awesome. <laughs> and uh, we made it through another episode. Yay! Hurrah! <laughs> Logan and Adam, thank you for joining us this week. We appreciate it. Very much for having us. Yeah, appreciate being here, man. Thank you. So, everyone, make sure you go check out Epic 18. Uh, their new album is streaming everywhere. Stop procrastinating. In fact, stop procrastinating. As soon as this episode is over, go listen to it. And uh, also, if you want to hear more from these lovely gentlemen, uh, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash on the upbeat ska. And oh, look at that doggy. Oh, I'm a sucker for a. Oh, look at that dog. What is that dog's name? Uh, Storm. Storm. Oh, look at that puppy. Oh, what's happening? This is great for audio podcast, Matt. Come it sure, on, it let's sure wrap is. This up. It sure is. I'm a professional. Well, listeners, thank you for joining us for another awesome week. We appreciate you for checking us out. Also, you know, go ahead and rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts because that helps more people uh, find the show. And uh, it's super awesome to support us that way. But anyway, you can support us. We appreciate it. So, Thanks for listening, and until next time, keep listening to Sky. You've been listening to On the Upbeat. Be sure to hit that subscribe button so you get all the new episodes as soon as they're available. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at On the Upbeat Sky. Follow our Spotify playlist, Sky Favorites. It features all the songs heard on the show. Please consider joining our Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash on the upbeat to sign up today. And thank you for supporting On the Upbeat. Yay, we did it.
And this week's episode should be called, How Many Times Can Matt uh, Derail the Conversation and Annoy RJ? <laughs> Featuring Epic 18. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, there are no chicks in here. What did I tell you? Yeah, man. There's not even any chips. Chips! 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 chips, chips, chips.